Thank you for joining us today on Positively Charged Biz. We are here to motivate, inspire, and support our listeners as they write their life stories. We are a proud founding member of the Real Disrupt Podcast Collaborative, and you can check out more awesome podcasts at realdisrupt.com. Hey everyone, I hope you are having a positive and productive day. On today's show, we have a gentleman who is going to teach us how to be patient, present, and joyful. I would like to introduce you all to Ryan Stanley. He is a lifelong entrepreneur who is known for his impressively natural ability to connect, understand, and empower those who are in pursuit and willing to make significant changes in their personal and professional lives so they can end up being the best versions of themselves. In July 2019, Ryan published his first book titled, Be Patient, Be Present, and Be Joyful, a first aid kit for emotional bumps, scrapes, and bruises for life. Ryan, on Positively Charged, we like to start at the beginning. So please tell us, why did you decide to write this book? Laura, happily. First, before I jump right into that, I do want to just share some gratitude for you for having me here today. So it's really, really a blessing. Uh, but I wrote the book because I actually wrote it, for, and I say this all the time, I wrote it for me just as much as I did for the rest of the world. Um, I am, so I've been a life coach since 2009 and I certainly find some common themes in my clients and my friends and my students and my own certain, my own personal growth themes around patience. Like it, it seems like this thing that can be impossible sometimes the value of presence, the value of really recognizing the now, uh, the value of, of intending to create joy in your life, like doing it on purpose. And these were things that I don't want to, um, that seemed obvious, right. In the grand scheme of things, we say, okay, patience, that makes sense. But they're, they're difficult because life can be an adventure. And so I am going back to, to the writing of the book. I am not a reader. <laughs> I am not someone who wants to sit down and read three or 400 pages. There's some amazing books out there that will absolutely change your life. Uh, I typically get to around three quarters of the way through many of them. And my brain just starts to get distracted or life gets distracting or, you know, they're going to spend 100 pages telling you what they're going to tell you. And then 100 pages telling you what they're telling you. And then another 100 pages telling you what they told you. And you know, about page 40 or 50, my brain starts just, I, I have to read the same page over and over again. So knowing what my clients were, were going through and knowing some of the challenges that I was seeing coming up, I was like, listen, that I would love it if there was just something out there that was quick and easy, that if you're having a tough day, you don't need to set aside hours. You don't need to set aside the next week or two or months or whatever. Uh, you can set aside 45 minutes at most and sit down and read through something that will give you, actually, I wrote it with two purposes. One that you can read through it and get some meaningful and intentional steps that you can utilize immediately to kind of take you out of a funk, at least just give you some awareness around who you have the ability to be right now. Uh, and then two, even after you've done that, it's also created in a sense that you can literally open it to any page and find something that would serve you. Like if you're having a moment of stress, you're having a moment of anxiety, the reason it's subtitled a first aid kit for the emotional bumps, scrapes, and bruises of life is that it, if you're having a, a tough moment, you can pick it up as a first aid kit and just find any page somewhere in there. And there's going to be a highlight or a quote or a bird, like something that, that uh, a picture there that you can see that would, would kind of make you feel better. In the moment. Great. Okay. So a couple of questions based on what you just said. Okay. Great. One, why did you decide to become a coach? You know, I have always been a bit of an entrepreneur. I've always been, in fact, I call myself an ADD entrepreneur. I always have a couple of projects working, going on at some point. Uh, in 2008, I was working in artist management. 
So I was, I was managing a bunch of bands. I had my own artist management company. And what I loved most about that was really empowering creative people, was helping them realize that they could reach their goals, helping them, you know, having conversations with them that many people never had with them before. A lot of the time, especially as a, as a young musician, you are surrounded by doubters or people who there may be friends and family who love you, but they also tell you that it's not, you're not going to make it and it's difficult and that, you know, and so I loved being the person to let them know that, you know, that was all a lie and fear is a liar and we can help you be whatever you want to be if you're willing to put in the time and the effort. And so in 2008, um, October of 2008, like three times during the same month, the, the term coach came up in like a different conversation with different people. And I was like, you know what, that feels like me. That That's who I am. That's what I want to do. That's who I want to be. It's what I already am doing in some capacity. Um, so it just felt right. In 2009, I was certified. And um, I still worked with musicians at the time. I initially, my initial audience for the first five or six years of my career was specifically working with musicians. So I was able to keep all the things that I loved about working with them, get rid of a lot of things I didn't like um, from a management side of things, but also learn a lot about myself along the way. And so um, it was a really pretty powerful transition in my life. Great. Okay. So next question is being patient. Okay. Um, we live in a society that everyone wants instant gratification, right? We live in an Amazon world. We want to yeah. click a button. We want to yeah. have it delivered to our doorstep within 24 day. hours or right, so. Yeah. And anything that takes longer than that is too long, right? Yeah. Including reaching a goal, reaching a dream, um, accomplishing yeah. something. We want everything quickly. So wow. what are the greatest tips for patients? Yeah, it's a great question. I think the first thing for anybody is to, my, my first tip would be get clarity on what patience means to you. Because the challenge with patients often is that people say, um, to your point, like, I want it now. And I feel like patience is just sitting around doing nothing. And it's just sitting around watching my thumbs twiddle or sitting around. And that's not patience at all. The true definition of patience is just, it's not necessarily, um, it's, it's, how you want to behave while you're waiting, right? It, it's, I always say, I mean, you're, it's the opposite of sitting on your hands. You, you want to continue to work, but you want to understand that the, the, the outcome is going to happen because the challenge with impatience is that you're, you're spending so much literal physical energy, right? With our thoughts, looking at what's that it's not happening instead of focusing on what we can be doing to, to create the outcome that we desire, instead of creating gratitude for the outcome we desire, like all these different things. If you're focused more on the outcome happening as it's supposed to, and decide who you can be and what you can be doing in the meantime, it brings it about faster, but also in a more productive, enjoyable uh, way, I think. I, think. I agree. Okay, so let's take the next step about being yeah. present. Okay, yeah. so now being present. Again, this kind of ties into patience, and this also totally. ties into I want it now. Absolutely. Um, I think, again, as um, in the year 2020, we are very distracted. We have yeah. so many things coming at us, even in the middle of a pandemic, even, you yeah. know, it's probably not as much as it was back, you know, before it, but we sure. constantly have distractions. So yeah. what are your recommendations to being present in what yeah. is actually happening in each moment in our lives? Yeah, great question. And it's really, for me, one of the most powerful things that you can learn, um, because the, the truth of the matter is that there is only now. Always. It feels different. And we've kind of been, you know, in this three dimensional world that's like, okay, that feels like there's a past and there's a future. And, but really, technically, the past is just memories of previous nows, right? And the future is nows that we, we plan to anticipate that we assume we're going to go one way or another. Um, but really, in the grand scheme of things, and actually, I, I will dial it back just a minute. Um, okay. You know, the, the book, 
the way it's laid out, and this, this kind of steps in to answer your question, the prologue of the book, while chapter one is be patient, the prologue talks about the fact that we are all creators. Yep. And so as entrepreneurs, yep. as real estate agents, as mm-hmm. you know, people in any area, we are always creating something as human beings, right? We wake up in the morning, if you decide to put on blue pants, a blue mm-hmm. shirt, a blue hat, you're creating a person dressed in blue. Right now, you and I are creating per, two people creating an amazing podcast, mm-hmm. right? You're always, even if you're sleeping, you're, you're creating a human being who is sleeping. We're always creating something. And so to go back before, if you're, if you're struggling with patience, just to be aware that you are literally creating a person who is impatient. And what would it be like to create a person who is patient? So going to the present piece, it's about getting curious. Okay. So to your point, like, what does the now feel like? What, what does it, what is it like to be a present person? How would a present person behave? And if you recognize that you wanted to create presence, you you might need to ask yourself those questions. So some tips in that is to literally utilize all five of your senses because the now, like if if we're not present, we're typically either worried about something we did last week, didn't do last week, what someone somewhere else thinks and in a different part of the country or from a different thing that showed up on the internet or worried about the future. That's not going to happen on time. We're not going to get enough money. I didn't reach enough success, whatever it is. But if you literally decide that there's only now and you take the moment to say, okay, if if I'm feeling stressed, I'm feeling overwhelmed and I want to practice this thing called presence. What is it? Right. So you can literally take a moment to say, what am I smelling? What am I hearing? What am I feeling? Can I feel the air that is all around me against my face? Right. All these different things that are, are always happening. But when we focus on them, we, we take our energy and our focus away from stresses or anxiety. So there's an opportunity to be here now um, and just to ask yourself what that actually feels like. OK, I don't know if that, was, that was helpful. I, I think that's very helpful. And I think we really, truly struggle with this. I think yeah. this is something that and, and I'm a big believer in we create. Um, we're creating all the time, like you said. Yeah. And. When you really dial it back and think to yourself, every moment is instantly gone. The moment you just spoke, speaking about how two people are creating a podcast, it's already the past. That's how quick that moment is gone. So for us as humans, being together, sharing this moment in time, that moment will never come back. It is a miracle. Yeah. It is a miracle, right? And, and if you look at things like that, the odds and, and for the audience, it just so happens that Ryan is actually from New Jersey. And I don't get a lot of people that are actually from the same state that, that we didn't know each other previously. And we've yeah. connected and now we're here together. And that is rather fascinating and unique and special, right? And we're two people enjoying this moment that we now get to share with other people when they listen to this. And that is truly something special that we all need to really dive into those moments, whether it's this, whether it's our children, whether it's our work that we do, no matter what we're doing, those moments are special. Yeah. And that couldn't have said it better. There is only now, right? And so who do I want to be now? When you're feeling impatient, when you're feeling stressed, you're feeling overwhelmed, you can always ask yourself, who do I want to be right now? And what am I willing to do about that? And that, by by the way, by no means do I want to belittle anybody's experiences, stress, overwhelm, traumatic experience specifically. Um, I certainly had my share, but that doesn't mean that there's not now, right? It doesn't mean that you don't have the option to ask yourself a question and it does become a practice. If you, you do need to practice like anything else that's worth doing, Right. You practice being present. And the more you do, the more you start to actually enjoy the moment. 
I agree. And one other thing I'll, <laughs> yeah. The one thing I'll speak to that as well is if you think about, let's just say seven years ago, I was working at this place and I had a, a stressful moment with a coworker. Like, I don't remember that today. It's not important in my life. It doesn't, doesn't serve anything. I, I, so any moment you're having now, if it's something that is, is minute or just seems annoying or stressful, like you're not going to remember it in a week, a month, a year, or 10 years, whatever. So how much energy and value do you want to put in that when you can instead be utilizing the moment to celebrate life, to create something, to enjoy the presence of, of whatever it is, and just recognize that oxygen, sunlight, gravity, it's all here literally so you can exist. What are we doing with it? Right. If you wake up each morning and recognize that today it's a miracle that I'm alive, literally. Yeah. You do the odds of you being born to your parents and your parents meeting based on their parents and all these different things and just the you know the science of what it takes to be birth born. Like it's literally a miracle that you're here. Yeah. And so by recognizing that there is some, in my opinion, there is some responsibility then as well. Right. So if that's the case, if this moment is a miracle, what do I want to do with it? Who do I want to be with it? How can I be the best version of myself? And be the light that I want to see in the world at the same time so that others can do this. Absolutely. So what do you think holds people back from making themselves the best them, the best yeah. Laura, the best Ryan? What yeah. what holds people back? Always fear. Mm. I mean, I'll, I'll expand, but it's really it's the short answer is fear, mm-hmm. right? It's fear of what other people think most of the time. Literally 90%, this is me, like in my layman's version, I'm not, I'm not a doctor, right. I haven't done the statistics, but really from my, my, you know, being a coach for over 10 years, if you think about the different things that hold people back, it's always fear, typically what other people think. So it's like, if, if it's fears of I'm not successful enough, I'm, there, people spend so much time focused on, on what could go wrong, mm-hmm. that holds them back from stepping into the greatness, what someone else thinks somewhere else, right? So they don't want to step outside their comfort zone, so that they, that holds them back, um, just self-judgment, which again is fear of what other people think in the grand scheme of things. I'm not going to be good at this. I'm not, I was, I was bad in the past. I'm not going to be good in the future. Uh, you know, whatever, all these different stories that we tell ourselves, uh, as opposed to just really, again, recognizing the way we push past fears, recognizing, I already said it, so I'm going to go into it, but like, this is a gift. So who do I want to be? Right. Like, how is this fear serving my purpose? And if it's not, what is something that might? Right. And it's very interesting. You know, I've learned so much with meeting different guests on the podcast. And there was one guest that said to me and give me the statistics, which I don't recall off the top of my head. But the statistics were that the majority of people are literally thinking more about themselves than the other person. So that whole self-judgment of, oh, what is someone else thinking? The point of me saying that is they're actually not even thinking about you. They're honestly thinking about themselves and they're literally thinking, oh, well, maybe they think that I don't look right or I don't talk right or I'm not smart or I'm not an expert or this or that, or they're judging me because I don't have the nicest outfit on or this doesn't look right. But the thing is, Ryan, they're actually only focused on themselves because of what they're telling themselves in their head. So they're actually not judging you. So we're right. spending more time judging ourselves than yep. other people are judging. But in our head, we're thinking they're judging us. But it's yep. all us. It's, it's literally it's, our own burden that we're causing. Yes. Right? Fear is a liar. That's one of the yes. biggest things that I learned that was really that served me so well. And the truth of it is, when we think about it, it's really none of my business what someone else thinks of me because it has literally nothing to do with What does it matter? <laughs> and it has everything to do with them. And really based on their every single second of their life, like the second they were born up until this moment where they met me, had they been having judgments of me, 
it would make perfect sense based on their life up until that now, right? Based on their life, they, and if I had lived every single second of their life, I would be judging me too, as right. whatever it is. Right. right. So, but in the grand scheme of things, it's all separation, right? When we recognize that really we're all one in some capacity, when it comes down, we break it down to the molecules of energy. We all literally physically kind of just this one big uh, consciousness and judgment is just separation. And when we start not worrying so much about that and more about how we can be the best version of ourselves, so that others can want to do the same. And instead of going from a competitive nature where I have to be better than the other person, right? That's where that judgment comes mm-hmm. from as well. We're worried about being the best or better. But if we're just the best version of ourselves and we are our only competition um, and we truly live on purpose and, and help others to do the same, we rise others up. And if everybody's their only competition is with themselves and literally imagine, I know it's kind of weird and far-fetched, but in the grand scheme of things, if on the whole planet, everybody's mission and where they were aware of it was to be the best versions of themselves and help others do the same, what kind of a world would we live? Well, that's a, a glorious world, uh, an yeah. absolute glorious one. Because, and and this is something that when I work with a lot of young ladies that are coming up yeah. through the ranks, trying to tell them, I find that that is one of the biggest issues is that people try to emulate other people because they think that they figured it out. Like that person is at the level that I want to be at someday, or that person did this, or that person has this many views or likes, or, you know, they're famous or whatever it is. But the whole thing is, Ryan, exactly what you just said. Each one of us has a superpower. Every single one of us has a gift that is not like anyone else in the whole entire world. Okay. We have that gift. And if like what you just said, if we just let that gift shine, everyone will be in sun. Everyone will have the light shining upon them. The issue is, is that because people are not tuned in to their gift, because we all have the gift, whatever that gift is, because a lot of times you're squashing the gift and you're kind of pushing it down and you're like, no, well, I have to follow what those people are doing or that person is getting recognition. So I'll go in that direction. So because of that, a lot of times that gift never comes out and they don't have that fulfillment. And society really does control that. And and I know you work with a lot of musicians and you touched upon something early in your description when you said, well, their family told them, well, you can't make a good living being a musician or, oh, the competition is horrendous. You know, you're never going to be able to support your family doing that. (laughs) So they squash it, right? They push it down and they tell themselves, well, I can't do that. I'm going to instead go into this other direction. And maybe they do okay at that. That's possible. But they're not letting their light shine. And so they don't have that feeling of fulfillment and joy. And neither does the world receive it from them. So you're right. That mission of sharing that, um, it... It's it's glorious. So, okay, let's speak about comfort zone, okay? Now, we spoke about fear, all right? And I agree with you. That's where the excitement comes. The excitement comes the minute you step outside of that comfort zone. So how do we encourage everyone? And what recommendations do you have to get people outside of that comfort zone? Yeah, there's a bunch of great stuff out there. I mean, really, just I know there's, I see common posts of like, do something that scares you every day yep. in some capacity, yep. right? Just something little. And that's like a, an interesting habit just to form, even just to get curious as to what those habits could be, right? Uh, or just what, what those things do scare me that I'm willing to, to step into. 
Um, so that's A. B, I would say, believe it or not, really, you know, we talked a lot about judgment as well, but get curious as often as possible. Recognize the value of curiosity because by keeping something in judgment, we're also keeping it in that comfort zone. We're keeping something labeled, right? So you, I'm judging this as safe. I'm judging, judging this as good or bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when we judge something as bad, it's going to be or, or not safe. It's going to be just something we would stay away from. But when we start getting more curious as to, I wonder what it would be like on the other side of fear or, or really how bad is that actually, or how unsafe is it actually? Like, you know, you, you want to do some research. I'm not suggesting anybody go out there and do anything that's unsafe, but I am suggesting that you, you know, step out of your side, your comfort zone in the sense of being curious as to what it's done and who has done it before and what might be the results. Um, and then on some capacity also, you know, going back to your, your point of seeing other people who are already successful, right? Well, we didn't see their unsuccessful days. Nope. We don't see the days when they're stressed and crying or lonely or unhappy or going to their best friend or their parent or their spouse or whomever, their partner and saying, I don't think I can do this. I don't think yeah. I can make it. I'm scared. I haven't slept in a week, whatever it is. We, we don't see any of that. So in order to I'm, you know, kind of answer your question about stepping out of your fear is to also recognize that those who have made it, first of all, they did step outside their fear. But secondly, that they also have been in spaces like you as well. Yeah. And they decided to do something about it. And so there's an opportunity for us to, if you really want to emulate those, you don't necessarily need to take their path, but recognize that they're human too. Um, and if there's somebody out there who stands out to you, um, to, to sometimes the only way you're going to get to be that way is by stepping outside your comfort zone um, and make a practice. Like we said, being present takes practice. Stepping outside the comfort zone takes practice. It's all about really deciding who you want to be and doing something about it every single day. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, being deliberate. Right. I mean, Absolutely. you're you've made a decision that you're going to do this. And it, and it's interesting, you know, as I have as each year that goes by, I've kind of gotten into this mindset that I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to create whatever life I possibly can imagine. Literally, yeah. like make a game yeah. out of it. Like, yep. you know, and I've had so much fun just doing things that I would have never expected, but I've met glorious people. I've learned things. I have had such enjoyment and I've made a difference in so many ways by being able to touch other people. And I truly enjoy this conversations because if we can encourage others to realize that what is the purpose of life If you can't do things like this and enjoy every single moment in it by touching other people, doing different things. I mean, I think the worst thing possible is that routine of just the, you know, listen, we've all been shelter in place during this pandemic and you know the running joke of groundhog's day groundhog day of what day is it wait a minute is it monday is it thursday you know of that same routine but it doesn't have to be that way nothing ever has to be that way in in fact you know for all the entrepreneurs and people out there i mean for me what i've seen is this this time has really made people more of what they already are it's like so now there's more time because you're not doing social events. You don't have to go to yep. you know. For me, I've got a nine year old, six year old. I don't have to go to birthday parties. I don't have to go to sports. I don't have to do these other things, which I love to do with them. But I do have more time to work on my business, to connect with other people, to decide who it is that I want to be and do something about it. And I'm glad um, you brought up that question because that leads me to a question. Yeah. What What recommendations do you have for entrepreneurs during this time? I mean, obviously, there's been you know 
people were slapped with reality of, okay, if you were going to speaking events, well, those are canceled, you know, maybe musicians, those, those gigs are canceled. You know, that's not happening. I mean, we all had to adapt. We all had to adjust. Some people did it better than others, right? Some it didn't skip a beat, went right into it. Other people struggled. So what recommendations do you have for that? Because we spoke about getting out of comfort zone. We spoke about yep. being patient and being present. Okay. Yeah. Reality hit us in 2020. Sure. Lots of change. What are some of the recommendations you have there with the resilience and the change factor of dealing with, I mean, Hopefully this is a once in in a lifetime situation. Yeah, hopefully for us, <laughs> there'll be once in a lifetime. But what are the recommendations for these entrepreneurs? Yeah, so a couple things. One, just to go back, none of that changes. Like, and that's that's almost the point. Like the patience, the presence, like that stuff is it doesn't change in a pandemic at all. It's in fact, it's even more so. Um, so many times out there, you see people who are quoting people like Viktor Frankl, picking like uh, quoting people like. Nelson Mandela and saying, these are people who are in really awful, horrible situations and they decided who they wanted to be and they did something in spite of it. Right. And so we are in, most of us are much less of a, a stressful situation than either of those gentlemen were. So now's our time to be who we want to be anyway. Right. So the patience and the presence, the pandemic isn't really an excuse. I don't want to say excuse. I don't want to say, I'm not right, really yeah, yeah. Experience, but I'm saying it doesn't, that doesn't change the fact that I have the opportunity to decide who I want to be today. Uh, and even more so. So a tip would be so we talked about patience, presence, intention, purpose, and really it is that. It's like wake up every single day and decide who do I want to be today and what am I willing to do about it? And it's not just a quick decision. It is about reminding you. For me, uh, and this goes back to Napoleon Hill. I don't know if you're familiar with oh, him. but of course, you know I've read, of course, know, Thinking Grow Rich. You know, <laughs> of course. So, but I mean, his statement of desire is the basic practice of writing down exactly who you want to be and reading it aloud every single day. I literally have mine pinned up next. It's literally, yeah. I can touch it. It's that close. Totally, right? <laughs> yes. And that's, that's in my opinion, that's part of the reason why you're as successful as you are, because you are reminding yourself of that every single day. And so it doesn't matter whether there's a pandemic, doesn't matter all these different things. If it really break it down to a quantum physics level by creating thoughts that we're focusing exactly on where we want to be and who we want to be and how we want to show up and the people we want to surround ourselves with. And we are creating an elevated emotion that that attaches to that intention. Yep. Uh, we will bring it to our future. We just have to then be patient and allow it and be grateful for it before it occurs. And the thing, and I'm very, very well versed on quantum physics also. Um, yeah. The other thing about that is be careful that it works good and bad. So, so, you know, people that are constantly throwing out negative thoughts be yeah. careful what you wish for, because the more Absolutely. you put that out there, that certainly will come back to you too. So again, we have this gift. We can create our energy, positive or negative, right? Whichever one you choose. And yeah. we should constantly be focusing on that. And like you said, be very regimented, throw it out there, stay focused, stay focused, because Again, going back to that patience, and I'll, I'll tie it to my industry in, in the mortgage industry. So many Please times do. I see, you know, salespeople focus of, okay, I'm going to roll out this campaign and I'm going to focus on here. And then three days goes by. And if they didn't get the results that they wanted after three days, right. they're like, oh, that didn't work. I now need to, now I'm going to try this. Well, Nothing works like that, generally speaking. Maybe once in a lifetime it might happen, but for the most part, try it, stay with it, be consistent, 
monitor it, and then make adjustments according to your analysis. But you have to continue to have your plan, stay with it, show up every single day with the best intention. And let me ask you that question. What do you think the most important skills an entrepreneur should have for success? Yeah, I think you and you were just on the cusp of it. You kind of said it without saying it. It's also look for the lessons every day. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Right. When we recognize that things don't happen to us, they happen for us. And when you start to step into that mindset as a human being or as an entrepreneur, you even if it's like, oh, my gosh, Ryan, why would you say this terrible thing just happened? I just lost all my money or I just whatever it may be. You say, great. So if it did happen for you, what would that mean? If you really genuinely access the right side of the brain, right? Our brain is a a machine, right? When you start asking it questions, it wants to answer them. And so when you say, well, how could this have happened for me? Start looking at any potential way that could have happened. Then you you utilize that information to move forward with what's next. So if you're in the mortgage industry or if you're in whatever, this global pandemic came, like how could this have possibly happened for for me? I don't know. Let me look into it. What, What is the way that I can utilize this to serve my skills? To your point, my gift, right? If my gift is singing, the song of my soul is singing, what do I want to do with it? Yep. Um, and, and sort of get more curious. How can I step into it with gratitude and intention as often as possible? And, it, you know, we, we touched on some of that negative energy and the positive energy. All of those become habits as well, right? And so it's about deciding what type of habits are you creating in your life on a daily basis? Are you intentionally creating time to be grateful for different aspects of your life? Are you intentionally creating time to decide who you want to be? Are you intentionally uh, creating time to empower others and inspire others to be the best versions of themselves? Because when we do this and we start stepping into that, it feels good to help others be the best version of themselves. It feels good to give, right? And to serve and to uh, see others live on purpose. And by, if we're living on purpose by doing that, it's a giant win-win scenario. And we start to create more opportunities for us to give and more abundance for us to give from. And so the shortest version of to kind of go back entrepreneurs at any point, decide who you want to be, write it down, read it aloud every, actually, before you even read aloud every day, make time to decide that it's a possibility, decide that, that it will actually happen. You need to believe that you need to have the faith, right? And then now that you've had that, read it aloud every single day and take action on it every single day, even on Saturdays, even on Sundays, doesn't mean you have to spend nine hours, 10 hours every single day, but make sure you're doing something every single day towards your business. So you build up that habit of awareness of how am I building? How am I creating? Who am I networking with? How am I allowing this to unfold and do my part? Right. So I'm under the, the I, I believe that we are co-creators in everything that we do. So we, we are creators, but we're also there's also a co-creator. There's a higher intelligence that is doing the other part that is moving things around in our favor when we start stepping into it with gratitude. and intention. Absolutely. So decide who you want to be and do something about it every day and allow that allows us to unfold with patience and gratitude. Great. So speak about gratitude. OK, obviously, gratitude is extremely important. What do you recommend people do to take that moment? and show gratitude or be grateful every single day? What's a, what's a quick tip? Uh, it's so important. First of all, I'll just uh, before I get into a tip, I will just say that just as a point of awareness, gratitude is the opposite of stress. Just for listeners out there, just think about that for a moment. If you're genuinely and authentically grateful for anything in any given moment, you can, you, you're coming from a place of receiving, right? Mm-hmm. So you, you can't be like, stress is a place of lack, right? It's like, I don't have enough. I'm not good enough, whatever it is. It's some sort of a lack. But when we're grateful and we're creating gratitude, it is a feeling of receiving. So just the, that that's the tip is the awareness of what it is, right? The, the value and why it's important. It's not just thinking, hey, be, be hippy-dippy and happy, nice, <laughs> thankful person. It's creating an energy that will physically serve you. Uh, and then the other tips are just make it a habit. I know we already touched on that, but when you're, do, when you're doing things that are normally mundane, taking a shower, 
preparing food, washing dishes, driving in the car, stuck in traffic, any of these things that you might allow your brain to go elsewhere or just think about nothing in particular or, you know, so monitor your thoughts. Um, so I know I'm kind of, sorry, my brain is going a couple different places, but always be monitoring your thoughts. And then to go back to your, the tip is how often can I implement gratitude? Okay. When I wake up in the morning, when I'm just, I've made it such a habit now that when I'm literally lying there in bed and I'm starting to kind of gain consciousness for the day, I've created a habit to where my brain, my, almost my subconscious automatically starts creating gratitude. And I start right where I am and I, I'm grateful for my bed mm-hmm. and I'm grateful for my wife and I'm grateful for the blankets and I'm grateful for my bedroom, which is in my house. And I, I picture my cars out in the driveway and I'm grateful for them. Mm-hmm. I start thinking about my property and my kids, like all these different things, running water. You know, I, you can always be grateful for something. Um, and again, going back to what we touched on earlier, uh, gravity, sunlight, oxygen, there's always literally something here just so that you can exist. And when you're sitting in the shower, if you take time just to say, okay, what can I be grateful for today? Make time to do that. When you're, if you're, if you're ever find yourself saying I'm bored, create gratitude. There's always an opportunity to create gratitude. And when you start to do that, um, it becomes a habit and it really becomes a way to truly enjoy the now more than ever. Agree. Wonderful. Well, this has been awesome. Very uplifting, very positive, Um, certainly in line with a lot of my thinking. So thank you very much. Ryan. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Ryan, how do people get the book? How do people find out more about you and connect with you? Perfect. All about. Thank you so much. Uh, So you can go to ryanstanley.com, R-Y-A-N-S-T-A-N-L-E-Y.com. You'll find more about me, all sorts of stuff on there, including you can buy my book there. Um, if you do order from my website, you'll get a signed copy from me. Uh, so that's something to consider. And then, but you can also find it on Amazon. You can find it on Barnes and Nobles, wherever books are sold, as they say. So feel free to order it there. Uh, it wouldn't come signed, but it might be easy convenience. Uh, but also if you find yourself just in a stressful moment and Hey, listen, maybe I lost my job due to COVID or whatever, or we're just watching, we're being more frugal and you're not in a space. You want to spend extra cash. Uh, you know, I really, I wrote this book, like I said, for the world. I want it to be to serve as many people as possible. So you can actually get a free version on my website by uh, going to ryanstilling.com slash free dash ebook. And you can download a PDF of it as well. Wonderful. Uh, so that's love yeah. that. I love the book. I, of course, downloaded the book and I read it. So okay. yes, I yep. love the book. It was very quick, easy read. Like you said, it was very simple, very easy mm. to get through, very positive. So I highly recommend everybody mm. check that mm. out. All right, Ryan, thank you so much. Be well, continued success always. And yes, take care. Thank you, thank you so much. You're the best. Take care. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Positively Charged Biz. I'm Laura Brandeo, and we are here to motivate, inspire, and support our listeners as they write their life stories. If you have an inspiring story, please email me at laura at positivelycharged.biz. And remember to subscribe to hear more great guests. And connect to us on Facebook at Positively Charged and Instagram at Positively Charged Podcast. Until next time, we wish you a positive day.